Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Today we're going to begin our studies of the Come Follow Me uh, materials for this week. Uh, we're diving right into October 21st to tw October 27th, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Um, and we're going to start with the section called Ministers of the Gospel Preach with Sincerity and Love. And this is found in 1st Thess Thessalonians chapters 1 and 2. There is so much uh, within this section. I've had to kind of narrow it down to the things that stood out most to me. Now, this actual um, epistle of first of the first epistle of the Thessalonians is to what we believe is one of the first branches of the church that Paul sets up. Uh, there is a few um, hints to this, but um, it's quite clear that he's been then driven out of Thessalonica, and he himself is not allowed to come back for a while. And so he's writing this in the um, effort to try and show his love and the fact that he still cares for them. And I think that this is actually a great example of ministering for us. Obviously, many of us live very busy lives. We have young there are families, there are many duties with work and things like that, and even duties within, within the church that cause us to be busy. But I think that, you know, as every single one of us have a unique role, uh, well, I say unique role, we all have a universal role of being a minister uh, to specific individuals, perhaps, but also just a minister in general, um, then we have this opportunity to show this desire and this sincerity in in love. I was speaking with uh, one of my individuals that I ministered to this week, and she made mention of the fact that I hadn't been for quite a while, and this is true. I'd, with various other things that have been going on, that would just had, had lacked. Now, she is a very uh, patient and... Um, she 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 is also a very understanding individual so she knows that obviously i have a young family i've got a very busy job as, as a primary school teacher i have quite a demanding um responsibility at church as well and so she you know she said that you know it's absolutely fine that we haven't been for a while but then she also and this cut me to the core you know i hadn't been i hadn't sent her an inspirational thought or quote which i like to do every 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 couple of weeks or so for this individual i just hadn't done that for a while and so you know, that was what was really missing from our interaction. And this is the same with Paul, except he was much better at it. He he couldn't be physically there, so he wanted to show those individuals in some way that he was thinking of them and wanted to give them some support and guidance and, 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 and inspiration. And that should be the case with all of us, even if we can't physically get out in that week or two to see someone on our ministering um, responsibilities. We need to at least reach out to them and let them know that we are thinking of them and that we uh, you know, have something that we can share with them to, to brighten their day. Uh, and I think that that is something which Paul is a great example of. So he, sp he speaks about, in chapters 1 and 2, some principles about being a, a good minister, uh, to be able to preach with sincerity and love. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 to 3, very clear straight away he is showing this love. He says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labour of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Lovely message here that Paul is always thinking of these individuals and he tells them that he's praying for them. And obviously you can tell as he goes through that he really does seem sincere in the things he's saying and so he most likely is praying for them each and every day. Uh, we then move to verse 5 of chapter 1 where it says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. 
Paul is referring to when he and his mission companions were in Thessalonica and teaching and and inviting those to change to come unto Christ. They did not just speak in words, but they also had the power of the Holy Ghost with them. And this is a really important principle as ministers. Um, you know, as we go and strive to teach and minister to those around us, um, as ministering brothers and sisters, we need to have that Holy Ghost with us. If we don't, we are not going to be as effective. There's a great uh, quote in the October 2013 General Conference called Teaching with the Power and Authority of God uh, by Elder David M. McConkie, who said this, quote, Paul tells us that the gospel comes to men in two ways, in word and in power. The word of the gospel is written in the scriptures and we can obtain the word by diligently searching. The power of the gospel comes into the lives of those who so live that the Holy Ghost is their companion and who follow the promptings they receive. Some focus their attention only on obtaining the word and they become experts in delivering information. Others neglect their preparation and hope that the Lord in his goodness will somehow help them to get through the class period. You cannot expect the Spirit to help you remember the scriptures and principles you have not studied or considered. In order to successfully teach the gospel, you must have both the word and the power of the gospel in your life. Close quote. I think that's such an important principle. I have heard and, well, seen a number of people in my church life thus far kind of, you know, not deciding that they're not going to study it, they're not going to, you know, really internalise and try and search diligently the, the word of the gospel that, they, that they're about to teach, but they're just going to wing it, you know, they're going to rely on the spirits, they say, and that kind of thing. But of course, we can't rely on the spirits unless we have studied it for ourselves. On the other hand, we cannot just rely on the word, because then we are not... I mean, I'm sure that, you know, someone who studies the word only will present a well thought through and conduct and facilitate a good lesson, probably more so than those that have winged it. However, the spiritual revelatory experience will not happen if the spirit is not there. And if the spirit is not there because of the lack of focus on the facilitator to have the spirit in that class, then it will, it will impact on less lives. And penetrate the hearts less and that is obviously a, a real um, shame to, to, to lose out on. Paul goes on in chapter 2 to say these things. He says in uh, verse 4 of chapter 2 verse Thessalonians, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men but God which trieth our hearts. Um, the prophet Joseph Smith uh, spoke about this a number of times about how he didn't speak to please men. Uh, in fact, he said once, quote, I'll make a few preliminaries in order that you may understand the subject when I come to it. I do not intend to please your ears with super superfluity of words or oratory or with much learning, but I intend to edify you with the simple truths from heaven, close quote. As we minister, we need to strive to make sure that we keep the focus on, yes, again, teaching with the words, but also teaching with the spirit. Um, Verses six, verse six talks about how Paul uh, identifies how, as a minister or a ministering companion, we should not seek for glory. He says it in verse six: "Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ." So he's making the point again that this that this priestcraft idea that we've mentioned a few days ago is another way of how we should be ministers of the gospel we should not be seekers of priestcraft or of glory or of praise but we do it because we love and care for the individual in verses seven to eight it then shows the the kind of 
attributes that you might have as you go out and as you seek to serve and bless the lives of others. It says, But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because you, you were dear to us. Again, recognising that it's not just the gospel that's being taught, but it's their example, it's their lives, it's the things that they do amongst the people that is will, that will have a great impact because they're sacrificing that time for those people, for they love them. Um, one final bit that stuck out, but I'm sure there's many others you've identified, and if there are other things that you've picked out, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. But the final one I picked out from was verse 17 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 which says, But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavoured the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Can we look upon ourselves and reflect and say truly among, like within ourselves that we have that great desire that Paul speaks of here? He has such a desire to see these saints again. And, you know, I think that very often I do not have the same desire, not because I don't want to be with the saints that I minister to, but... I just don't have that right focus and drive to, to see and, and be with and uplift and edify them. And I need to work on that personally. And I'm sure many others hearing this will probably feel the need to do so as well. I invite you to do so, as I will try and do from this moment on. I hope that you have found something interesting or something that has blessed your study of Thirst Thessalonians so far this week. Please join us at MattessRoberts90 on Twitter, as I've said, or email at ldstdsession at gmail.com to share your thoughts on this or anything else that you've been studying. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.